switched on on F104 and I'm joined by sleep expert Tom Coleman. Hello. Hello, thanks for having me. Thank you very much for chatting to me. So I saw some research during the week that says salty snacks might be giving us insomnia. Is there any truth to this? I suppose what we're eating and how much we're eating will certainly influence our sleep. I mean, if we look at the salt, for example, can raise your blood pressure mm-hmm. and that can disrupt sleep. The, the mere act of eating itself causes a thermogenic effect and that means that your core, your body temperature rises when we eat. Now, our body temperature drops, starts to drop about 5 p.m. and it reaches its coolest at 5 a.m. And that's part of our timing and our circadian rhythm. And body, body temperature can influence melatonin production. And melatonin is the sleep hormone. And does, it's, it's one of the reasons people wake up. They're too hot. Does this mean then we should be stopping eating early in the evening then? We should. The, the expert opinion on this is two to three hours uh, prior to sleep. Okay. Because, again, when we're eating... Um, we're getting a release of insulin and that tells the brain to stay awake because we're we're active Um, and the body is more sensitive to insulin in the morning and that means that it will shuttle the energy towards the muscles for action Mm -hmm. Uh, but at night we're less likely so it it does really have many different types of um, mechanisms in in disrupting sleep and sleep quality and uh, increasing wake episodes and things like that. Is there anything in particular we should be staying away from eating? Very good question. Yeah, there is. I mean, anything with um, alcohol, uh, Mm -hmm. because alcohol will disrupt how deep you go and sleep and REM sleep, which is kind of critical for um, our mental well-being. So alcohol, caffeine, obviously, because that disrupts quality of sleep and sleep onset. And then avoid large amounts of food, high-fat foods, um, spicy foods contain a compound called capsaicin, which again um, has to do with uh, heat in the body. So uh, those type of foods and large amounts of any food, really, mm. that's, you know, I mean, it's common, common sense stuff. How do you get to REM sleep? Is it usually quite easy? So it, we sleep in 90 minute cycles mm-hmm. and each cycle has a certain amount of REM sleep. So it changes through every 90-minute cycle. So we're getting more and more REM sleep as the night goes on. And so our sleep is essentially getting lighter. So we're more likely to wake up as the night progresses. Another thing that might be affecting people at the moment is the heat that we're currently experiencing outside. How do you counteract that then when you try and sleep in the evening? Really good question again. So we want to keep the look at the environment first of the bedroom. So we want to keep the bedroom uh, cool and dark. And I'd encourage people to to leave the curtains or blinds drawn during the day and open the window. We're having a a well-ventilated room that's not getting direct sunlight all day. Uh, That's certainly one tip. And if we could have some type of fan in there, it would be great to keep the air circulating. Uh, Look at your bed sheets. And my, one of my top tips is uh, put um, a little bottle of water into the freezer and then bring it to bed with a face cloth and have that by your bedside locker. And if we do feel too warm or if we do wake up because of heat, we can use the, fa- the cold, damp face cloth on our hands, feet and face. And these are specific areas of the body where heat exchange happens the fastest. 
so it's, it's the fastest way to cool down. Other people even bring um, hot water bottles to bed with ice in them or, or, or cold water as well. Well, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's so there's lots of yeah, lots of tips. I mean, I've heard of people putting their sheets and their underwear into the fridge. Oh, jeevers. That seems intense. And also, it wouldn't last very much. long. <laughs> so, I'm, yeah, I mean, I've heard lots of inventive stuff, but, like, try and keep your room well as ventilated. Cool as possible. And, and, yeah, yeah. And keep, keep on hydrated. Don't forget, we're dehydrating as the day goes on if it's very hot. Yeah. Make sure you're well hydrated. I also saw you talking about sleep hygiene on your Instagram. What does this mean? Essentially, everything we're doing in our waking hours, that will influence sleep. Because many people think about sleep kind of, you know, the half an hour maybe before bed. But actually, everything we do informs our ability to fall asleep and stay asleep. So that includes things like how physically active we were, how much light we're getting during the day. If we're getting lots of, of, of full spectrum sunlight, that's really going to help you to sleep later on that night. It will help with melatonin production, increased levels of serotonin, um, and really align your your body clock uh, through the eyes. We have one specific area of the brain which is in charge of the timing of sleep. So get lots of light, stay active, don't drink too much caffeine. All of these things will help, and then a really good wind-down routine. And stress, that's a huge one, because the same systems that control stress control sleep. So if we're not cognitively and emotionally wound down, you know, we, the racing mind, the anxiety, stress, all that will disrupt sleep. So it's all, those, all these things are important. And boundaries and social media and, and technology, yeah. of course, as well. It's huge thing. You know, mm. huge, huge. Don't activate the brain while trying to um, unwind. I have heard, and probably fits into this as well, that you should get out in sunlight kind of pretty quickly once you wake up or or at least get some sunlight as soon as you wake up. Is that really important? There's a couple of mechanisms at play here. First thing is the the morning light sets a timer for melatonin production Mm -hmm. later in the brain. So you're setting the timer for sleep on... Uh, when you get your first light. The other thing is we we get activated in the morning. We have something called the cortisol awakening response. Mm -hmm. And that's telling us, get up, get outside, find calories, survive, Mm -hmm. build shelter. And and, and that's actually the fastest way to clear grogginess. Um, So all of these things, like the light is known as the most powerful lever of circadian rhythm. So if we're getting lots of light, we're activating the brain, we're telling the brain what time it is. And then different like frequencies in the evening time, it's also important because we have different receptors in our retina that, that know the different light frequencies so your brain knows what time it is. So really, really important that people might maybe overlook. Yeah, because these are things that we're always told are good for us, as you've mentioned, water, sunlight, but we're kind of bad yeah. at kind of implementing them sometimes, I think. It's, we're creatures of habit, aren't we? Yeah. Just so it's, it's so difficult to break the habits, uh, whether it be the, the exercise, the light viewing, or, or getting off the, the phone, getting off the scrolling. It's the scrolling that I have the issue with. The light also of the phone will shut down melatonin production. You're telling your brain it's, it's the middle of the day if you're looking at a screen late at night. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, and, and deactivation of, of the brain as well. Is that just blue light then? It's, it's the blue and the white light, lots of okay. those frequencies. Now, we, we, we need those frequencies of light earlier in the day mm-hmm. and we, we avoid them later in the day. But it's not just the light, you see, because we can have filters. It's, it's the activation. If you're stimulating the nervous system and you're stimulating your brain, 
that type of alertness is, is, is going to take you longer to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Now, you can use your phone positively, listen to music or a podcast or, you know, relaxing sounds or whatever you, whatever you wish. So you can use technology in a positive way in the bedroom to help you sleep. Okay, so we just need to, as we were saying with sleep hygiene, just bring in good habits and try and set them in your routine, basically. Yeah, it's, it, it does take time. Sleep is something that we, we manage. Life happens mm-hmm. and, and, you know, there's some people have children, some people are, are very stressed at work. There's, mm-hmm. you know, boundary issues there. There's a lot going on. So it is a case of, you know, keep trying and try to stay in rhythm over the weekend as well. If we can get, if we can get sleep regularity going to bed at the same time, getting up at the same time, that will really help you. That will really help you in the long term and you'll have less detrimental effect than on Monday morning. How can people find out more about what you do? Uh, people can find me on Instagram, tomcoleman.ie, or my website, tomcoleman.ie also. Excellent. Tom Coleman, thank you so much for chatting to us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.